Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wassalatu wassalam ala Rasulullah. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to another episode of the Fiqh of Love. I'm John Fontaine and we're here with Sheikh Dr. Muhammad Salah. Assalamu alaikum Sheikh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and thank you for having me. No, jazakallah khair. Alhamdulillah. So far the series, mashallah, we've learned so much about the Fiqh of Love. And I can honestly say that I love you for the sake of Allah, Sheikh. May the one whom you love me for his sake love you as well. Sheikh, on the last episode, we were discussing uh, the different types of, you know, when, for instance, marriage could be permissible or recommended or even in some cases actually forbidden. Absolutely. Can we just recap on this topic? Yeah, we, we said... Uh, that it depends on the situation of the individual so it mm. could be mandatory if you have the means and uh, he has a desire mm. so he then should get married mm. and we said uh, it's uh, recommended if you have the means and uh, mm. mashallah you can afford it and you're physically fit you're healthy so it's recommended to get married so that mm. you would form a family and have kids mm. and so on Sheikh, so if you said if you have the means yeah what about if you're poor? Is marriage only for rich people? Well, the hadith of the Prophet وسلم, which we've discussed uh, earlier mm-hmm. in one of those episodes, he said, You've got to be very honest with yourself. He said, Oh, young people, whoever can afford to get married, whoever have the means, then let him do so. So affordability uh, varies from again from one culture to another one family to another yani if you graduated uh, you got a job even you are new in the job mashallah yeah you have an income that can take care of you and another person with you mm-hmm. right away go ahead and propose to god i mean if you if you have somebody in mind if you know a decent family if you like somebody go ahead and propose to her uh, the family of the girl must understand that you know, he doesn't have to be uh, a very wealthy person. doesn't have to be a millionaire. I read in some of the matrimonial ads that, uh, you know, our daughter is an MD and she's looking for an MD like her. And uh, he must be one, two, three. And one of the uh, demands that he must be rich. <laughs> so uh, it's okay to demand a rich person. But we're talking about if somebody who is decent, super so nice. So can, can a man demand a rich woman as well? <laughs> you can always demand whatever you want. <laughs> but you will get whatever Allah has destined you for. Yeah. And, and you know, whenever there is love, all those factors actually disappear. They dissolve. Mm. So what happens is the Prophet said, if you can afford to get married, I don't really have to own a house. Mm. Oh, we can rent it, you know. I don't have to have like three-bedroom uh, flat. It can be just a little studio. And uh, eventually, she and you will grow bigger together. Mm-hmm. And you will make a fortune together by the leave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because the Quran referred to that. In Surah An-Nur, and Surah An-Nur, which means the light, uh, is full of etiquette. And it addressed the matter of marriage. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, it's chapter number 24. In verse number 32, Allah the Almighty says, وَأَنْكِحُوا الْأَيَامَ مِنْكُمْ وَالصَّالِحِينَ مِنْ عِبَادِكُمْ وَإِمَائِكُمْ I just love this verse. إِنْ يَكُونُوا فُقَرَاءَ يُغْنِهِمُ اللَّهُ مِنْ فَضْلِهِ 
Wallahu wasi'un alim. I want you, John, I'm going to explain the meaning of this mm. ayah to you, and I want you to keep it in mind for a moment. So the Almighty Allah commands and recommends to marry off those who are single from among you, boys and girls, men and women, and kihul ayama, those who are single from among you. So marry them off, help them to get married, and facilitate marriage for them. Then he said, وَالصَّالِحِينَ مِنْ عِبَادِكُمْ وَإِمَائِكُمْ And also marry off those, the males and females from among you, from among your servants. Then he said, إِنْ يَكُونُوا فُقَرَاءَ In case that they are poor, you asked this question earlier, in case that they are poor, يُغْنِهِمُ اللَّهُ مِنْ فَضْلِهِ Indeed, Allah will enrich them out of his bounties. Then he ended up the ayah by saying, وَاللَّهُ وَاسِعٌ عَلِيمٌ Wasa' expansive, sufficient for all the needs of his servants. So in the light of the other ayah of Surah Al-Zariyat, إِنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الرَّزَّاقُ ذُو الْقُوَّةِ الْمَتِينَ The rizq comes only from Allah. Provision, the source of provision is only one, the Almighty Allah. And that's why it comes from heaven. So the one who provides, the ever provider, a Samad promised that if a couple wanted to get married and they don't have enough means, like, you know, they're not well off, but you can barely get married. Maybe I only have a rug or I have enough money to furnish one bedroom. I don't have a kitchenware. I don't have, you know, the silver. I don't have the china. I don't have the blender. I don't have the sofa and the couch. We have the basics. Do you have a job? Yes. Sheikh, you know, in some cultures, you know, around the world, you know, somebody may have enough money to actually get married, but the particular culture actually imposes more burden on them. You know, they want to spend so much money on an actual wedding. They want a certain level of living. You know, things like this, which actually make marriage difficult. Okay, they just may look for the person who can afford it. We're talking about from an Islamic perspective. If I want to marry off my daughter and give her in marriage to somebody, if somebody proposes to my own daughter, Muhammad Salah, what am I going to look for in that particular person? I figured out that, mashallah, he is a righteous person. He is an honest person. He looks nice. And uh, mashallah, he has a, a good job, but not enough income. Mm. Okay, his flat is a little studio, and I think the person is is really a jewel. Mm. Then I'm going to accept the proposal, no doubt. Mm. Why? Because I look at it from uh, the perspective of what the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, mm. said, and Allah's promise in this regard. In Ayah number thirty-two, chapter number twenty-four, the Almighty Allah promises that those who get married, if they have tight means, Allah will enrich them out of his bounty, will enrich them out of his bounty. He have the means, he's a razzaq. So he promised, and he said, Allah is indeed sufficient for all the needs of his servants. Alim, all-knowing. He knows that you want to get married in order to protect your chastity. He wants that you want to get married in order to lower your gaze, and because you like that girl, you like the family, it's a wonderful opportunity. You would love to have a good family, nice kids. Meanwhile, 
you, you trust Allah's promise. Mm. You anticipate that Allah will deliver and He will give you a better job. He will increase your income. Keep this ayah in mind for now. And I want to take you into another ayah of Surah At-Tawbah, chapter number 9, ayah number 28. It's an entirely different story, but there is a very interesting link between the two ayahs, or the two verses. Uh, in ayah number 28, chapter number uh, 9, Surah At-Tawbah, the Almighty Allah addresses the Prophet ﷺ and his companions after the conquest of Mecca, particularly on the ninth year after uh, the migration. So it says, Ya ayyuhalladina amanu, innama al-mushrikuna najasun, fala yaqrabu al-masjid al-harama ba'da amihim hadha. وَإِنْ خِفْتُمْ عَيْلَةً فَسَوْفَ يُغْنِيكُمُ اللَّهُ مِنْ فَضْلِهِ إِنْ شَاءَ إِنَّ اللَّهَ عَلِيمٌ حَكِيمٌ The ayah means, O oh, who you believe, indeed the mushrikeen are impure. So this is the last year that they can come to Mecca, to the haram. They cannot enter the haram anymore. The haram is sanctuary. It is exclusively for the believers. Before and before the conquest of Mecca and before the revelation of this ayah on the ninth year after the migration, people used to come from all over in order to visit the house. Sometimes you will perform tawaf in the nude, completely in the nude, men and women. And of course, Mecca and the, the, the Kaaba was surrounded with idols and statues. So they would perform tawaf and they would supplicate to the idols and touch the statues seeking their help and so on. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded the believers to purify the haram from anything that is polytheist and all the idols and statues. Said, you wanna come to Mecca? You gotta be monotheistic. You gotta believe in the oneness of Allah. Now the Meccans, even though they've accepted Islam, they were still new to Islam. They were very concerned. Concerned about what? Concerned that if we were to kick out the non-believers and do not allow the non-believers to come to Mecca, the tourists. This is like the only source of income for the Meccans. Mm -hmm. Meccans do not have factories. They do not plant fruits and vegetations. They make trade and they host the tourists. They sell them items and stuff like that. So that is the only source of income. What is going to happen? So the Almighty Allah said after this year, non-believers and the mushrikeen are not allowed to enter the haram and in case وَإِنْ خِفْتُمْ عَيْلَةً and poverty فَسَوْفَ يُغْنِيكُمُ اللَّهُ مِنْ فَضْلِهِ Indeed Allah will enrich you out of his bounty but he said إِنْ شَاءَ If he wills He didn't say that in the other ayah of Surah An-Nur chapter number 24 mm. verse number 32 Rather he said without even saying insha. Hmm. So there was a clause in the case of the Meccan story hmm. and fear of the you know the income being affected. Hmm. But yani, which means if he wills, he will enrich you out of his bounty. But it's subject that he may not. If he doesn't want to. But in the case of a couple getting married and they can barely afford it. They are literally poor. Mm -hmm. So Allah the Almighty says, most certainly he will enrich them out of his bounty. And guess what? He is sufficient for the needs That's of his servants. Shaykh, SubhanAllah. Absolutely beautiful, SubhanAllah. Shaykh, we're just gonna take that as a pause so we can just take a short break. Sure. 
and inshallah we'll pick up after the break. Sure, Join us after the break. Salaam alaikum Assalamu alaikum salam. Welcome back to the Fiqh of Love. Sheikh, just before the break, subhanAllah, you gave a very nice uh, example in the Quran where subhanAllah Allah is actually promising that He's going to increase the provision of the, of the married ones. SubhanAllah, so are you saying that we can actually have full faith that as soon as, that once we get married, that Allah will actually increase our risk? Well, I'm just quoting what Allah mm. has said, so it's not my statement. Mm. The believers have yaqeen in Allah, mm. have certainty. And as a matter of fact, the Prophet ﷺ confirmed that when he said, ثَلَاثَةٌ حَقٌ عَلَى اللَّهِ عَوْنُهُمْ That's another lovely hadith to encourage the youth. I mean, I wish we can spend more than one episode addressing this matter, because guess what? This is the biggest obstacle on the way of getting married mm. for most people. Um, whether the family of the girl accepting a proposal from a person who's not really well off and uh, whether from a person who wants to marry a, a girl but he believes that she's coming from a very poor family and it will be like a financial burden uh, on me I have to shoulder a lot of responsibilities look what the messenger of Allah peace be upon him uh, have to say in this respect mm. he said there are three types of people whom Allah the Almighty promises, vows to support them. And he said, Al-Aun or the help or support could be financial, could be more, could be physical, and could be all of that based on your needs. So those three people or the three categories of people whom Allah the Almighty promised by himself to help and support them, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, number one, he said, a man who wants to get married in order to guard his chastity. He wants to be a modest person. He has a desire. He has a physical need. So he is struggling to get married so that he doesn't pursue anything in haram. Doesn't date. Doesn't fornicate. So he is, he, he's, he's looking forward to get married to guard his uh, chastity. The Prophet said, indeed, Allah will help him out. So what kind of help here he needs most? The financial help. He will help you if that is your intention. Al-Mukatab يَبْغِ الْأَدَاءِ Al-Mukatab is, you know, before, during slavery, the Prophet and the Quran as well recommended freeing the slaves. And if you don't have the means to free your slave because you need the, the money so you can actually strike a deal with him. Go and work and uh, pay me on an installment that much. If you settle the payment, you're free. So if a person made that deal and he uh, concluded a contract with his owner during slavery to be freed, uh, Allah Almighty said he vows to help him financially so that he would free himself, opening the doors mm -hmm. for freedom. And he encourages us through the Zakah Fund, through the voluntary charity, to help and assist those kind of people to settle the payment so that they will be free. Somebody who went out in order to protect uh, and support his deen, his country, his people, and defend all of that, 
So the Almighty Allah also promises to support them physically and financially and to look after his family when he's gone and all of that. Remember those three categories of people. Why you want to get married, John? Because I'm, I'm a Muslim. And I understand the virtues of getting married, forming a family, trying to please Allah, having good kids, educating them about the deen, making them uh, good Muslims, praying, fasting, making dua, supporting the deen, teaching others. This is my asset that will benefit me in this dunya and inshallah in the life to come. Me and my wife, I will earn, I will earn an immense reward uh, as a result of that. But I don't have enough means. If somebody proposes to your daughter, whom you trust his deen and his manners, and you have the financial means, it's okay to sponsor him. Mm. It's okay to help him out. Can we pay from the zakah money to help the poor people to get married? Yes, of course. Mm. This is one of the uh, categories who are mm. eligible for the zakah, mm. the mandatory zakah. So buying the appliances, the furniture, and furnishing the apartment, uh, helping him through paying the dowry and all mm. of that, it can be covered from the zakah fund. Uh, Saeed ibn Musayyib was one of the most precious tabi'in, the second generation of this ummah. He was such a, a great scholar. Everybody loved him. Mm. And his daughter was such a learned person, beautiful girl. And everyone desired to marry uh, Saeed's daughter. He is the greatest scholar of his time. So what happened is, it, the, one of the princes proposed to his daughter uh, in order for his uh, son to marry her. But he realized that this is not really the best place to put his daughter on. Uh, and so he declined this uh, offer. And while he had a student, the student was a bachelor, and said, why don't you get married? I said, I cannot afford it. He said, don't worry about it. Would you marry my daughter? That is obviously after consulting his daughter and asking whether she would like to marry this person he's talking about his character his traits and his qualities yes of course daddy okay so would you like to marry my daughter what you know you just turned down the proposal <laughs> of such and such would you like to marry my daughter but i cannot afford it don't worry about the affordability mm. i'm buying a man a real man money will come allah promised money will come Again, I'm not saying look for a poor person. Mm -hmm. Do not misunderstand me. Do not even uh, misquote me. But what I'm saying is, uh, if the person who's proposing so far is a very good person, mm -hmm. but he doesn't have enough means. I have. Mm -hmm. I'm a multi-millionaire person. Why not help him out? Mm -hmm. Why not assist him, even giving him a loan? That is perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. uh, but if the person who's proposing, I have several proposals, and uh, as a woman, you have several proposals. You have a rich man who is, mashallah, religious, righteous, nice looking, have a decent job or a businessman. And you have another person who is nice as well, but he doesn't have the means. Choose whomever you like. Mm. I'm not saying that you got to choose a poo, but what I'm saying is, so far you don't have any proposals. You, you All know, the proposals you yeah. have, rich, but he's not righteous. Yeah. Rich, but he's working in a conventional bank and he's earning with riba. But I have another person. His job is barely sufficient for himself. Maybe he can support another person. Subhanallah, so we really Go ahead and accept it. Yeah. We, we really need to make it uh, easy for our children to get married, you know, the, the poor people, and uh, not make these unnecessary financial burdens, you know, on the newly married couple, you know, asking for excessive wedding, 
you know, parties and things like this where they're spending, sometimes in, in England, people can spend 50 to 100,000 pounds on a wedding. And you know what happens? Mm? If you're spending this in halal, like you're feeding the poor in the walima, mm. perfectly fine. That adds your marriage qualities. Mm. But if it is a means of showing off, mm. the family of so-and-so, their wedding was mm. over a million. I've mm. attended uh, similar weddings, but it did not last for a whole month. SubhanAllah. For a month, it didn't last. The actual wedding. You know, it was simply, Marriage. I know the reason. Yes, they broke up. And a lot of problems and so, uh, cases and, uh, you know, uh, and court cases. And uh, on the other hand, I remember maybe like more than two decades ago when I was given a khutbah in the masjid and I was talking about the importance of facilitating marriage. And if you're rich enough to, uh, you know, to support and financially help somebody who cannot afford to get married. To marry your daughter, do that. You will never regret. So at least a couple of families whom I know, uh, the, the, the proposal came from a student. He was uh, in the medical school, he was still a student. Mm. He picked up the offer, no problem. The guy is good, he's righteous, but he needs some financial help until he graduates. Now, mashallah, he has a very good career. He has, a, he is, he has his own house, paid, fully paid for, a decent job. He can support the family and another family with it, along with it. Uh, another family, uh, you know, who were rich, they supported the, uh, the, the, their son to get married when he was still a student. Hmm. So he picked up the offer. He went to his son and he said, you know, the son felt that it's imminent. I want to get married. Hmm. I'm afraid that I'm living in the States. I go to school. I'm surrounded with a lot of pretty girls and I don't want to do haram. So dad... Here is a situation. Most people would say, shut up. How dare when you're capable to feed yourself first, you can talk about marriage. Not before you have your master's. Hmm. Not before you finish your PhD. Yeah. Many families demand that. It's your master's common, and yeah. PhD. Which means you're talking about 30 or even uh, 30 years old or even more. That's old enough hmm. to have grandchildren. <laughs> you know, I, I know uh, examples of this as well. People have seen... One, one brother I know, subhanAllah, he, was, he only had like six months to go until the end of his, his, his university, his studies. Um, but he got married. SubhanAllah, he told his parents, look, you know, I want to get married. You know, he felt like he needed to get married. And SubhanAllah, there's been so much barakah in that, in that marriage. He kept it, it very simple. You see, John, I would love to reach the point where the children would feel very comfy around their parents mm. so that the, the girl can go with full confidence and comfort mm. and chat with her mom and say mom you know I like this boy in the class mashallah he leads us in the prayer his uh, recitation is so good and he's very honest and mashallah in the class he's uh, the top of the class and he's coming from a very good family can a mother really listen to her daughter and can a daughter trust that her mother would mm. listen to her and she would not scare her off or mm. shout in her face and say, your dad would kill you if you dare to talk about it. Not before you have your, uh, you know, BA mm. or graduate or mm. have your master's. Whenever it is due, facilitate it. Mm. This is a divine instruction. Study of uh, ayah number 32, chapter number 24. Marry of these things among you. Facilitate this process for God's sake. Shaddad ibn Aus 
was a great companion. Uh, towards the end of his life, he lost his sight. And he said, please help me, married to, uh, help me to get married because I have heard the Prophet Sallallahu put it, put in a lot of emphasis on the importance of getting married. I'm afraid I would die before I get married, you know, because mm -hmm. he wanted to get married during this time. Mu'ad ibn Jabal. Mu'ad ibn Jabal is one of the most knowledgeable companions of the Prophet Sallallahu On his deathbed, well, he doesn't know that he's going to die. But he said, please help me to get married. I'm afraid that I would meet Allah as single. He didn't have a, a wife at that time. So he's concerned about the quality of being married at the time of leaving this dunya. Subhanallah, uh, this really does show the importance of getting married. And, and, and Abdullah ibn Mas'ud said the same thing. He said, if I know there is only 10 days left in my life, and I don't have wife, I would like to get married. Because he comprehended that meaning from the Prophet Jazakallah khair, Sheikh. SubhanAllah, great advice. Get married. And if you're not married, get married. And if you're married, get married again, inshallah. I don't know about <laughs> that. We'll talk about it, inshallah, inshallah. another episode. So inshallah, we're going to leave it there. SubhanAllah, great advice from the Sheikh. SubhanAllah, looking at some of the stories, what some of the companions went through as well. SubhanAllah. Join us next time for another episode of The Fiqh of Love. Assalamu alaikum.